You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. You okay? job Trey. Oh. Thank you. I've been working on it. <laughs> Woo. All right. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. Next time close the door. Sorry. I was in such a hurry to get here. <laughs> but welcome everybody to the latest and greatest episode of 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts Trey Harris. I'm the other Daniel Angelo. And with us as always is our most excellent producer Jesse Sedgley. Yes. <laughs> and I bet you guys didn't think we were going to start with that clip for this episode. So, surprise! <laughs> but if you Special Valentine's Day. Exactly. Nice. And happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there before we get into it. If you have a significant other, you know, do something special for them. And if you haven't yet found that significant other, don't lose faith. No. Come <laughs> along, hopefully. You won't die alone in a pit of your own sorrow <laughs> years from now. Maybe even taking your own life. Despair. It's a dark place. Oh, man. Anyway, let's let's pick up the pace and talk about When Harry Met Sally, my personal favorite, probably, romantic comedy. It's up there. It's good. good. Mine we've already reviewed. What? Dirty Dancing? It was kind of a, yeah, it had some funny moments, but I guess that's more of a chick flick than a romantic comedy. So, yeah. Yeah. This is more accessible to, like, either sex. I mean, to me... It's almost. This is more more so of a comedy, more so, yeah. more so, more so, more so, uh, so more so. <laughs> Shakespeare up here. More so <laughs> than Harry Met Sally is more so than comedy than more so than romantic comedy. Okay. <laughs> As Daniel always says, I have to get a flub out in the first five minutes. To, that's it's also funny to watch your face whenever you're saying certain things like. That. If only you people could see it out there, you would just be laughing. That's more the right reason now. I laugh because. <laughs> Yes, but Harry met Sally on July 21st, 1989. Uh, IMDb is 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes, 91%. Pretty, Pretty good. stark difference there. $16 million estimated budget. Uh, opening weekend, $1 million. Not very good. One yeah, compared to like some of the other things we've seen, of course, uh, aside from like the Monster Squad, which I think was less than a million. Uh, domestic gross was 92.8. Uh, I couldn't find a worldwide gross, so hmm. I assume let's round it up at a, at least maybe 100 I think it's a good, a good guess. Directed by the great Rob. Well, uh, he's pretty good. He's a good director. He had a good little run there in the oh, 80s. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I would completely agree with that. Uh, definitely should stick with directing instead of acting or speaking his political mind, which is just mm. my opinion. That's a, you, know, you don't have to agree with that. Uh, but, of course, he also directed one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, I'm talking about Misery. no talking about princess bride although he did direct misery of course yeah. and stand by me and a few good men yeah. and uh he appears with usually he's like he'll put him sort of like john favreau does like an iron man he put himself in as happy hogan uh sometimes he appears in his own movies but also he acts as well yeah. i don't know he why he wanna... started as an actor right yeah. on all in the family mm-hmm. that is right I, mean, I think he went he sort of did like a uh he acted. He was an actor, and then he went on to actually direct some episodes of On oh. the Family, and then I guess that kind of got got the bug for directing, and went on to do that. Well, it looked like he did a lot of stuff before All in the Family, but that's kind of what he was. Mm. Oh, look, he was even in the Batman television series, mm-hmm. only episode The Penguin Declines <laughs> as Delivery Boy. I wonder if he was still bald and bearded. He was in Andy Griffith's <laughs> show. He was in Gomer Pyle, USMC, Beverly Hillbillies, like kind of like one episode here and there. Yeah, name a famous television. Yeah. Show from the sixties and seventies. Obviously, Odd Couple had a excuse me, the a TV series Odd Couple, and then here comes Big Old All in the yeah, Family. All in the Family. Yeah. But uh, definitely, a, I think he's a great director. He's, he's for the genres that he has done, especially mainly comedy. Uh, and also, I, I didn't say it earlier, but of course, 
This is Spinal Tap. I've never watched that. Uh oh. Mm. I think that's that might be seventy <laughs> like seventies though. Yeah. Well, for seventies revisited, that'll be one of the mm-hmm. one of the first ones we do. But uh, written by Nora Ephron. Eighty four Spinal Tap. Oh yeah. <laughs> Future episode already on the books. <laughs> Uh, Nora Ephron wrote it. She also wrote Go Figure, Sleepless in Seattle, and You've Got Mail. Mm. Both romantic Meg yeah. Ryan comedies, so maybe she has some sort of you know girl crush on Meg Ryan. <laughs> uh, she also wrote uh, the Travolta movie Michael, where he was at Angel, yeah. which I thought was dumb, <laughs> in my opinion. I didn't really care for it. I think I watched it once. Yeah, that was like, I think that was the first movie when he kind of made had his comeback with Pulp Fiction and like Broken Arrow and Face Off and all. I think that was his first one that you that, didn't like. Yeah, yeah. From when his resurgence kind of yeah. happened. Yeah, uh, Phenomenon then, as well. Yeah, I like Phenomenon. Okay. But I didn't really care for. I was just dumb. <laughs> anyway, but uh, starring the great Billy Crystal uh, as Harry Burns, also a Princess Bride alumni, but also City Slickers one and two. And I think most uh, our younger listeners out there would more so know him mm-hmm. from as the voice of Mike Wachowski. Mike Wachowski. From Monsters Inc. and the soon to be released Monsters is it just Monsters Monsters you, University. Okay. Yeah, or yeah. Either one. I mean, one of those, yeah. Both of those work. <clears throat> just says Monsters University. Yeah. And then also of course uh, analyze this with De Niro. Uh and his co star, the lovely and exceptionally beautiful Meg Ryan as Sally Albright, who also uh, was in one of my favorite eighties movies, Inner Space with Dennis Quaid, who was her husband for a while until uh was it Russell Crowe? Uh they broke up or something like that because she was dating Russell Crowe I think while they were married or something and mm-hmm. that was like a big hoopla but anyway uh, she's also in Proof of Life which starred Russell Crowe in the uh, previously mentioned Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail and supporting role Carrie Fisher Princess <laughs> Leia herself was Sally's best friend giving her romantic advice that eh, kind of pan- like worked in the end and <clears throat> Billy Crystal's Carrie Fisher in the movie was Bruno Kirby as Jess, who uh, was also in Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams and Godfather Part Two, but also you might have seen him in Donnie Brasco with Depp and Never watched oh, Pacino or not. <laughs> he looks like Hitler right there. Yeah, he does. In his IMDb without picture, the, without the stash. Yeah, if you put a little Hitler stash on him, he could. I don't know if you do the accent because he's got that <laughs> kind of that Brooklyn, you know, Jerseyish accent. Andrew hates his accent. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of aggravating. Uh, but anyway, wagon wheel table. <laughs> I like that we're watching it. The first thing I said was like, oh, that's a cool table. <laughs> well, they first showed it. I think here was some of the other decor, but the table was nice. But uh, so this was your first time ever seeing this movie, correct? Yeah. So you didn't know anything about the orgasm scene, which is the... I, I knew about I mean, that. Like, it was one of those where, oh, that's what that's from type Gotcha, moments. yeah. Because it was in uh, Herbal Essences, was a, a they, shampoo. They sort of did the same thing with her yeah. moaning. All the guys like, what? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so Daniel Santangelo, what did you think upon your first viewing? I thought it was Harry Met Sally. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty As good you do for most every movie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good for a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Billy Crystal. Yeah, um, I like him on Monsters Inc. because I don't see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's his, it's his horrid appearance that deters you. There's just something about his little Jewish guy. I don't care for. But <laughs> oh, so it's the Jews then. Oh. No. <laughs> No, but just kidding, uh, everybody. He, he's okay. It's just he gets a like. It's a, like maybe it is something to do with Jewish because I don't really care for Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, Man. you should shut up. You well, just don't like me as much now. Heil, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Heil. But uh, I like Meg Ryan. Uh, Meg Ryan, the first early college when they oh, were. Yeah. Gosh, gosh, she looks hot. I was gonna. Man. I was gonna say which version of her do you yeah. think was the hottest? And I think and the then, college one as well. The, the next one, I believe, where she was kissing on... Yeah, in the airport. When yeah, you she, look, she looks okay in that. There was one that I didn't like her on. I think her hair was like permed or something. One of those. It's kind of like care. a lion's mane for yeah. a little bit there. But her very first one's, to me, the best looking one. And they did, they did a pretty good job of making her look young then yeah. and as she aged. But uh, but I mean, she was cute as a... I mean, this, yeah, this I movie reminded me, watching yeah. it again after not seeing it for like 10 plus years probably... Reminded me, like, oh, God, I forgot just how gore- yeah, beautiful and cute she was. Because uh, you don't see her much anymore. Like, I think the last movie I remember her being in was, like, she was some, like, boxing manager or something. Mm. And I, that was, like, maybe in the night. Well, I guess maybe early 2000s. But They did have good chemistry to me together. Manager. Yeah, it was mm. something I don't remember. Click on her. She got punched in the face a bunch. 
<laughs> no, that's why she divorced Dennis Quaid. Oh. oh, is that the one with all the shit in her face? Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, curb your enthusiasm. I remember that. It was uh. Thanks. Yeah, not anything really against the ropes. Yeah, that's it. Oh four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but she was like some. I think maybe her dad died, and he was the manager, or she grew up in it. Those like Andre 3000 Stereotypical right thing where the young one comes up and <laughs> starts doing it. 3,000. 5.1 on IMDb. Avoid. Avoid. It's a good main picture of her on IMDb, though. Yeah. I wonder what she, I wonder if she retired or anything, because that's, you know, I mean, she was a huge actress for a long time there. And still is a name, you know I mean? She was in some, oh, Meg Ryan's in the... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's, uh, the acting was pretty good. I, oh, yeah. I thought it was well done. As well, I mean, on all, I think everybody kind of. Yeah. It was a good chemistry between everybody, yeah. and especially between Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. It's a it's a funny contrast between, excuse me, their relationship on screen and how they interact off each other, as opposed to like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, because that's to me this was more comedy, their interaction as opposed to like Sleepless in Seattle, or uh, You Got Mail, where it's then it's more romantic. I've never watched both of them. <laughs> I've, I've, honestly, I've seen like the first 30 minutes of You Got My Mercy the whole thing, but I've seen Sleeps in Seattle. I mean, it's, it's just more... It's Tom Hanks? Yeah. Right? yeah. It's just more, uh, I guess, serious in tone, maybe. Whereas this one, like you we were talking about... it has Dave Chappelle in it. <laughs> <laughs> As we were talking like before the podcast, too, this one's... this Actually, the whole movie, in addition to the orgasm scene, is, it's almost like Seinfeld, because it's a very dialogue-heavy mm. pointing out, yeah, guys can't be girls. I mean, I mean... Uh, Guys can be girls uh, with surgery <laughs> or makeup, but uh, you know, guys and girls can't be friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's almost like a long episode of Seinfeld in a sense, and that was a great uh, comparison. So, what do you think? Made. I like it. No, no, no. Oh. What, what do you think of that that line? I think it's and I think in it's probably. I mean, I, uh, I think it changes as you grow. That's what I was going to say. But then the yeah. more I think about it, it's like it's all dependent upon the person. I've had friends like when I was. I mean, throughout life, you've had friends who were girls like God damn. Yeah. You know, I wish something, you know, I wish we, you know, feelings you, would blossom. But. Did you ever have a, a girlfriend that you were like, that's, that's, that's like my sister. I wouldn't, oh, yeah. wouldn't think it. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I work with like 12 women. No, but you're married. Yeah. I know you're not going to do anything now. Well, no, but even before uh, then, I mean, you yeah. know, like when uh, I've had coworkers and all that, like yeah. we, we, we had a working strictly on a relationship or we went to school together. So it was always like a big, uh, big brother, little sister mm-hmm. type thing, you know, similar to that. Uh but I think it's yeah, that. That's where I said like it, it kind of changes once you, once you age. Because mm-hmm. when you're in college and maybe you have a friend like a, a girl you have in class, that, yeah, that's just my buddy. No. <laughs> if <laughs> she gave you the opportunity, because <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college, it was like I want to befriend this girl to hopefully get in her pants <laughs> before the semester's over, and I'm not on a class with her, never yeah. see her again. <laughs> but. It definitely, say, definitely changes as you get older. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. in, you know, for me at least, I would say high school and college, it was like, yeah. I didn't have any girls who I was friends with who I didn't want to pork. Yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, yeah. And as you get older, you, you know, you kind of mature a little bit and, you know, you begin to... And more uh, long, because you're not in school, you normally do have a working relationship with yeah. a, a women or whatnot. You want to work it. See, I haven't worked with a woman like Shadow. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with... A couple of girls there. Yeah. Yeah. They were just nice people to work with. It wasn't, I didn't think anything of it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Can't choose that anyway. You can't choose who you fall in love with, (laughs) Daniel. It just happens, lad. But what did you think of the movie? I liked Mm -hmm. it. I mean, uh, again, we kind of, we briefly talked about it off air, but, uh, so you've already heard some of this, but I mean, oh, you lovely people out there haven't, but, uh, yeah, to me, it's my favorite romantic comedy. Because in a sense, it's more of a comedy. It's like I'd say it's like a maybe a seventy-five twenty-five split. You know, seventy-five percent comedy, twenty-five percent romance. Because the romance is told through the comedy, which I I think is the genius of the movie. Because it's yeah. like it's not told like oh like see say, Dad, you should really go after her. She's so pretty. I oh, know. I just can't get over yeah. your mom. You know, they're they're dwelling on the the dramatic aspect. Whereas this movie, their entire relationship is comedic, except right there at the end. Which mm-hmm. that's any any comedy does that anyway. Name it, every Adam Sandler movie. It's all funny. And then oh no, gotta save grandma. Serious moment. Okay, <laughs> well, we can act funny again. Mm. You know, but this maintains it until literally the last five minutes of the movie, pretty much. 
to where, you know, he's lying the last five minutes, but uh, uh, basically the end of the movie is that. So, it, you know, it, it ties everything together, this comedic journey, and it brings... Because you, you fall in love with both of them at, through their interaction and how they're growing, especially yeah. from when they started. You know, see you around, you know, bye, whatever. Never yeah. see you again, and then... Five years like, later, five years later. Yeah, seven years, you know, it just keeps going. It's like, they're inter- and it's amazing, for their story at least, how... I mean, it's a movie, but, uh, you know, how it all worked out. It was, so you're, you're, you're rooting for them even before, you know, before they before say goodbye. They, yeah. You know, in the car, you're like, they're going to get together. I mean, you, 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 you know, know, you know what kind happen. of movie you're watching. Yeah. I mean, they didn't pull a Mrs. Doubtfire or anything and like, oh, no, sorry, Harry. I can't accept you now. I'm in love with this dude and you should date this girl. And we, lo- we, lo- we say friends, but we don't, you know, screw up the relationship of being friends or whatnot. But, yeah, I think it was... Uh, just, it's, just, it's just well done. It's well written. It's well it's acted, yeah. and it's just good. I mean, the, the dialogue is just—it's entertaining. It's never like you know when you watch another romantic comedy. There's always well, let's go out to din- the, let's go out to dinner scene. You know, oh yes, blah 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 blah. I mean, this one they go out to dinner and she fakes an orgasm to prove him. You know, because oh, they're having a debate. I could tell you my favorite romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Now that I come to think, look who's talking. Which we did do on the podcast, so yeah. you're right. Anyway. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed. Kirstie yeah, but it's it's along the same lines. Yeah, that's a very good it. example. Yeah. You know, it's mainly a comedy. Yeah, but it has that romance, that the serious, that serious act, point. All yeah. comedies have that serious arc. That well, I should say most comedies have that serious arc where they have to tie it up. Even Borat, but the, the genius <laughs> of Borat was they never stopped being funny. It was just ludicrous the entire time, even though he was going through a dramatic uh, situation of Pamela, Pamela, Pamela. <laughs> And all, you know, but CJ, look who's talking is a, is a great because then mm-hmm. the only like really dramatic part is right there at the end where Mikey goes missing and they realize oh we do love each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's the the with the dad and everything, which but it's always like maybe three seconds of dialogue. I gotta then, be my like, dad, you know. I'll see you later. See you later, pop. And you know, it's never dwelled upon as a significant plot line until it ties up in the end, yeah. which makes it much more entertaining to watch. Because I mean, you know, I'm, your wife, I'm sure. There's some movies that like I don't know. I'm just an example, like The Notebook, or you know those traditional romantic movies. You know, you're just like, mm. yeah. You're just, um, and for those who can't see, I'm just sitting there with a board looking. You're giving the pout face, yeah, basically. Like, like, like I ladies, you know how your guy looks. You. Like I could be playing the game, or I could be yeah, watching like, football. We could be watching, you know, <laughs> Look Who's Talking or Harry Met Sally instead of The Notebook for the 15th and time. Achieving the same thing. Yeah, except exactly. in a better way. Yeah, we're both happy at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so. But yeah, I mean, I I personally really like this movie, and as and again from from all aspects, from the technical side, the acting side, it's just it's just really well done, and it's it's a, it amazes me because of how well known this movie is. Of course, mainly the restaurant scene. Uh, you know, there's not there hasn't been another Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal, rom com mm. or anything like that. You know, whereas Sleeping in Seattle's a big hit. Oh, we have to get these two together again You've with got Tom Hanks it. and. Meg Ryan or uh, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, you know they've gone like what three or four together. I think maybe three. Uh, you know where they kept they kept redoing it, sort of like they did with uh, Hepburn and Tracy, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn back in the uh, early days of the film. So it was very surprising. I would I would have liked I would have liked not so much a sequel, but it'd be because I'm not I don't hate Billy Crystal, which I know you don't hate him, but because uh, to me it's ref- it was refreshing seeing a character like that, even though I've seen this movie. You know, many years ago, but since then, seeing all the different movies of the genre come out, having a character that's not like he's not a stud, he's not like Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, Meg Ryan was the voice of uh, Doctor Blight on the uh, chick with the she like Two Face. Side note. Yes, yeah, quick side <laughs> note. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Now that you, now that I bring it up, uh, Doctor Blight kind of looked like Meg Ryan, except half of her face was deformed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I interesting. I should have actually. I should. I, that's shame on me because I should remember that because I always watch Captain Planet. Yeah, there she is in her little jumpsuit. Oh, okay. Now yeah, yeah. kind of looks like Meg Ryan. Well, and the fact that it has blonde hair. <laughs> and that is her face she, is messed up. Yeah, you know, she like burned by toxicity. So I think Meg Ryan something. caught up to her. Huh? <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, look. There it is, right there. And there's a uh, somebody photoshopped right a picture of her face you know, right above it oh, on oh, like doc, on some, okay, an illustration gotcha. of Dr. Blight's body. That yeah. is one of the best cartoon theme songs ever. Oh, definitely. Captain Planet. Which power would you take if, like, guy appeared before you? Take a ring. If I, probably water. Interesting. Water, really? Why? I mean, anything behind that? Or just you like? 
that element. I'm yeah, told you on the way here. I'm scared of oh. like that element. So if you could control water, water over, yeah. So if you could be any hero, you want to be Aquaman. I don't know about that. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> Not <laughs> all heroes have control over the. What know. did Hart do exactly? The it was Hart. like when the animals were trying to eat him in the jungle or something. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I imitated Matisse pointing his power ring at the camera and the, so the heart waves coming out and all the lions like become friendly now. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Mati talked. He was Ethiopian between or something. the five, that might be the most useful in regular life to yeah. change people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're just an cool ass using the other four. <laughs> <laughs> it's only destructive. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Maybe Earth, you can make a house. No, <laughs> no, no, big... I, don't, I don't necessarily even think water could be destructive. What if you I mean, decided you, you wanted to create land well, in these drought-filled yeah. areas? Oh. You know, I mean, if, if you had the full if you power need of rain, water. Call <laughs> no, just think about things like that. Like, what, what's the uh, Lake Mead Yeah, by Las Vegas? Yeah, it's constantly it's... losing more and more water yeah. because of the... Uh, changing well, the water's got to come from somewhere. They pump it from California. Yeah, but if you had your power ring, it would have to I come from somewhere. I- I'm powerful, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so you could flood the world with your ring. So you could just yeah. decide, like, <laughs> I'm going to build a house? What the, <laughs> the hell would you just say? With, yeah, with Earth. With like, Earth, you can just... I'll buy an yeah. acre of land and make this... Or you just know, make an underground I'll make Helm's yeah. Deep appear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you could or do the same thing with water if that instance. But that's got to come from somewhere. Earth comes from somewhere, but big hole in the ground, big deal. I don't remember if he create if the ring create. <laughs> if he could create water, then he could flood the world. Yeah, I can't remember. I know I know uh, Wheeler could create fire <laughs> well, like from the ring. Yeah, but I know well, the Earth dude. Uh, it came from the ground. I don't yeah. remember if uh, wind the could water come ch- from anywhere. Wind yeah, would yeah, actually wind. be the most powerful if you think about it. Oh yeah. If you, you could wanna... create it from anywhere. Yeah. You know, if you had the power for water, you just throw you in the middle of Sahara, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had that earth power right now. <laughs> or, well, actually, no, maybe depending on the, the scientific dynamics of the ring, if you concentrate really hard, you might be able to just suck the water out of the animals. Or, or, yeah. Oh, man. You just have to have it. <laughs> just blood comes out. <laughs> it just separates. <laughs> That's Depending demonic. on if you could, if you could create it anywhere, I would do water. Yeah, yeah definitely. If you could create, well, it let's use the assumption okay. that you could create it from any like, it like just anywhere. Bam, okay. come. Sort of like Green Lantern's ring. You just you yeah. Know. I, I would do water definitely. Because if you had to take it from somewhere, then you'd be really screwing someone else. Like you, every time you go yeah. fill up a. You would think. You would think. <laughs> you don't fire. need this like well, Michigan. I'm helping. What, what about Earth? Yeah. I guess considering if you had to take it from somewhere, well, how do you know that? Something, Depends how much you needed. Some yeah, that something didn't create a huge sinkhole somewhere else. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. But uh, fire mm. would just be total destructive. What, yeah, what, what's a helpful away. fire? There's really uh, no... like when a forest fire happens, they have to do that controlled burn <laughs> to stop the fire. <laughs> you have to basically be a fireman because you can like control because yeah. he could control it. I think too to where like he could you know like Moses it part yeah. part it. Earth could be something you could do for helpful reason if Yeah, levees and stuff exactly. like that. Oh, New Orleans hurricanes coming to New Orleans, stand back. <laughs> I figured heart just to chill people out. Well, you can use it for bad too, like, oh, you think that dude's ugly? I would need to know the full oh, po- the full power of heart. Yeah. Look, if I knew the no full one knows power the power of heart. You may think you do. <laughs> I would need to write don't. a song but called see, The Power of Heart. <laughs> It's all about Which, Captain Planet. Yeah. Just really subtle. <laughs> Wait, is this song about Captain Planet? Oh, God, we need to <laughs> do that. <laughs> like, like now. Yeah, we'll debut but, that on the uh, but, uh, 80s Revisited. But to me, Hart would be the most corruptible thing. because, like, you know, you, see those, you see those people that are never going to get a girlfriend or never get a boyfriend. Hmm. Brad, you know, I'm thinking about Brad Pitt and like, so Brad Pitt flies in and take this, uh, takes this ugly chick on a date or something, you know? Mm. But see, that's bad because... In a sense, it's good because you're using it to help this poor girl with no self-esteem. But on the bad thing, you're mind controlling somebody to do something they would never do. Yeah, that's and you can also use it, mind control. Though. Ba- I, I mean, base in a sense. I mean, it's like Inception. Yeah, I mean, that, that's very true. But what if it's all for good? I mean, that's but, what if you what if you controlled people for good? Like, well, yeah, that'd be the ideal know. thing if you pick heart. Like, okay, oh, there's no more hate. But, yeah, would you feel bad about that? I wouldn't. Neither. So but, is it that really? But then, like yeah. you're thinking, like, oh wow, you know, uh, uh, if you're not married, or you know, like, hmm, it'd be really nice if uh, Meg Ryan or uh, who, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, I just felt like I needed to come here and say hello or something. Oh, it's hot in here. That's a nice <laughs> ring. <Yeah. laughs> 
And then, or actually, no, so here, the heart the, ring is actually what created her orgasm, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the table, Billy Crystal like pointing at her, like. Wah. If you look in the background, you see <laughs> my teeth back there pointing <laughs> at her. <laughs> this thing works. <laughs> well, actually, if Gaia, like the original situation I proposed to you, Gaia from the cartoon appears to you, which was voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Appears oh. to you and, and gives you the ring. You know, pick your ring. I'm like, I'll take heart. And then I'll aim it right at her and go, you love me so much, you're going to give me the other four rings. Oh. Then I'll be the motherfucking Captain, <laughs> you know, eco-Mandarin. Infinity gauntlet. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I think all the colors are represented, yeah. too. It's really like the infinity gauntlet of Captain Power rings. Yeah. I mean, uh, Captain Planet rings. <laughs> it just seems like wow. definitely if you had to create it where you can cre- get the element or... or you know, you can't do water in the desert type thing like that. Wind could just mess some people up. Oh, yeah. Keep you have everyone full control. away from you. Yeah. You just fly. Blast. You could fly. Yeah. That I mean, nice. you could do things for a good purpose. Hey, put I mean, a the, bunch of turbines here. Let me. Who's hot? Yeah. Who's hot? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still. Like, a constant breeze. Is always, you always look majestic, like blowing a breeze. Your hair is always. Like, in that case, like if they went head on, would wind beat water? Huh. Well, it's like one of those. It's like you gotta be completely <laughs> hypothetical. Like, like when, we got to I think this when discussion. I mean, Hart would probably beat everything. Like you don't want to fight me. You just want to point your ring to your face and blow it off with your whatever power yeah, you heart. have. So in a sense, if it is mine, if it yeah, if it works in that if way, it just soothes just the people. Yeah, like oh, stop then. fighting. It's okay. <laughs> you walk up and just snap their neck. It would seem like if you, the most powerful would be wind and water because even if Earth, you could just blow right by it if it was like. If you had we'll a strong to, enough wind or had water, uh, well, enough to me, water. It, it's, it'd be, to me, the two that would be the most powerful would be earth and wind. Earth and wind? Because if earth is, uh, okay, let's say they're on the ground. You know, they start the fight off on the ground. Wind's blowing at earth. He's just, like, he just like, oh, yeah, fuck you, bitch. And he, you know, from where you're standing, just shoot, you know. Just shoot, or shoot. just throws you down a hole. Or, or, yeah, just And then covers it up. <laughs> but then again, if you're wind, you know, maybe you can, you know, it's all theoretical. You can push <laughs> it out. What if you use, like, water, like, as a, as a a big ass tool to in order the force of it to get out of something. Yeah, I don't know. But Let's I mean, then if you got water, you could put I still a think you could, heart put, a, you could wins, put a water but... bubble around their head and drown them. You know, <laughs> wow. and it's just like it's like around. in D and D the other night, except you can't just duck out of it. You know, it's, it's just like, a globe of water on their head, and yeah, drown them. So to, it, to me, it's dependent upon how effective heart is. If heart yeah. is mind control, it wins hands down. But even if heart look, soothes, look, yeah, Frank Welker did. Suki, who I really don't even know who it is. Frank What's the Wil- kid's name that had a ring? That's heart. The heart. Mati. Mati. Okay. Mati. Yeah, it's spelled like, almost like Mai Tai. It's missing an A. I don't know who Suki is, but uh, Frank Welker does a ton of voice. Like, go to his. He does a ton of stuff. Now, hold on a second. I don't think we actually covered this Captain Planet ring scenario enough. Well, my advice to Mati is just get ripped yeah. and just sue people and then <laughs> and just then beat <laughs> ass. Yeah, can't carry a knife, you know, yeah, or something. Exactly. Just, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Stab. <Yeah>. Sleep. Die. <laughs> Sleep. Or just a pillow. He carries a pillow around and suffocates. And people. if that was the case, I'd give the heart ring to Liam Neeson to be, you know, you're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> Oh, look, yeah, that dude did voices for Beauty and the Beast. 684 titles. Cool. He's a busy guy. Yeah. Still doing them, too. Wow. Garfield, Transformers. Does the voice of current stuff. Does the voice of Scooby-Doo. Recently. Let's take it back to the 80s, since this is an 80s show. Good God. He's still (laughs) holding it down. Just now got to the 80s. Pound Puppies, wow. What year was uh, Harry Met Sally? Uh, 87, I think. 89. 89. That's what I thought. I'm just trying to tie it. He did G.I. Joe, Torch, (laughs) The Flintstones. Wow. Scooby-Doo. He's Slimer and the real Jesus. He's he's a talented dude. He was Slimer. He was a bunch of presidents. Hagar the Horrible. They actually had like a TV show based on that. Oh, wow. And look, he played five characters. (laughs) Maybe he's all five. Yeah. Oh, he's a non I shrunk the kids. That's just a voice? Yeah. DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> yeah. There we Interesting. go. Interesting. Wow. That was 1989. I'd like to know guy. his net worth. Like, you know, because you, I mean, playing that much stuff. I yeah. doubt you get paid that much. I mean, I'm sure it's like, you know, a lot less <laughs> than saw an actor, but I mean, Baldur's Gate. a typical actor. But <laughs> oh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. I wonder how much a, a voice actor can get, you know, as a. He's I want to know how much, like, Mel Blanc got paid back in the day. Yeah. I mean, he, he's. 
He did everyone. Yeah, I mean, he was, he every was basically voice. the show. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much couldn't be done without him. LeVar Burton was in Captain Planet. Oh, who was he? Oh, Kwame. He was, he was Kwame. Earth. He was Earth. Yeah. I, did, I did not know that till <laughs> just now. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> All right, there let's get go. back to the thing. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie that we were supposed to be talking when about. When Harry met Sally before she was Dr. Blight. In fighting to destroy <laughs> the planet. I guess Harry, maybe Harry died in like an eco <laughs> thing that burned her face. and so that's why they never. Then she just went completely, because they never really say exactly what her work is. Maybe she was working on that, you know, <laughs> destroying the planet. Sally Blight. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get on with it. Uh, body count is zero, which was surprising. <laughs> it was. But, uh, Considering who she became later. Yeah, exactly. You know, so the, I guess there was a sequel called Captain Planet and the Planet of Tears. Yeah, there. Uh, the, the intertwined segments of the married couples talking about their relationships, uh, those are actually real stories, but they're told by actors. Uh, Rob Reiner actually interviewed some people to get some, I guess to get come up with maybe some situations for the movie, but instead of using those people, they just hired actors to just act out, you know, the story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And before they decided on the very well-named When Harry Met Sally, uh, <clears throat> some of the titles they had were Just Friends, Playing Melancholy Baby, Boy Meets Girl, Blue Moon, Words of Love, It Had to Be You, Harry, comma, This is Sally, or How They Met. Hmm. All of which are just I kind of like the, what they have. Yeah. yeah, that's why they picked it. And it's like a <laughs> duh thing, like, well, what do you name a movie about when Harry met Sally? Oh my God, genius! <laughs> Maybe that was the moment that happened, I don't know. Uh, and this is pretty funny. The, of course, the, the famous line from the movie is, I'll have what she's having from the famous scene, but that line was actually uh, suggested by Billy Crystal for somebody to say after Sounds that like scene. Sounds like something he would say. Yeah. Right. They should just put him in track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have what she done. Uh, and funny enough, the woman who says that line is Rob Reiner's mother. Okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and this was really interesting. I thought uh, Harry is somewhat based on Rob Reiner himself because he was very depressed and he loved being depressed for some reason. Maybe that explains his views and stuff. Uh, and Sally is somewhat based on the other woman who wrote it, who, the, main, the main writer, Nora Ephron, because she was uh, very uh, upbeat, cheerful, and mm-hmm. she was kind of a control freak, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, in a sense, the director and writer were their pe- uh, personas were expanded upon in the movie. In, in a sense, their uh, nuances or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Back to Captain America. Yeah, yeah, screw this romantic comedy. We've, we, we've, we've uh, appeased the female nah. listeners. Let's talk more about Captain Planet here. Nah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, for the infamous orgasm scene, uh, the original uh, way that was written in the script was they were just going to talk about it. And it was Meg Ryan suggested that she actually act it out, which now it's, you know, one, it's one of those scenes. Mm. In a, you know, it's famous. The scene itself is more famous than the overall movie, practically. Uh, and in that exact table where they're sitting, it still exists in a restaurant called uh, it's Katz's Deli. Katz's with a spelled with a K, it ends with a Z. Uh, it's on East Houston Street in New York, and the table is still there and it actually has a plaque on it. And the plaque says, uh, it, "The plaque reads where Harry met Sally. Hope you have what she had." Hmm. On that exact table in that restaurant, which is really cool. I wonder how many times I get asked, "What did she have?" <laughs> <laughs> they you know probably, put, they probably put a menu item just the cob salad, the salad. I don't know. <laughs> it's on the menu just read yeah. the damn menu don't ask me I, like, oh, I haven't heard that one before yeah it's uh, $22 whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most expensive <laughs> item on the menu <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Molly Ringwall was actually offered the role of Sally but turned it down to previous commitments but there was mm. actually a, they did a stage version of the movie in London and she actually played Sally in the stage version in London on the West End hmm uh, we always talk about famous lines. Uh, of course, I'll have what she's having is the one in this one. It was number 33 on the AFI list. And it's the only quote uh, to be spoken by a non-professional actor on the list because it was his mother. Mm-hmm. So she's not like a SAG. Well, I guess she had to be a SAG carrying. Afterwards. Day. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, it's the number six on the AFI's list of uh, greatest romantic comedies. Uh, because it's not my favorite genre at all, I didn't bother to look at what number one was. So <laughs> there you go. Google it if you'd like to know. And this was this was a really cool in joke. Uh, as we mentioned before, Rob Reiner also directed Misery, and I caught it when I was watching it, but I didn't know this till 
after the fact, but the next movie Rob Reiner did was in fact Misery. So hmm. it was almost it was sort of like an in joke of, oh, this is what I'm doing next. Sort of like what Pixar kind of does, but reverse. Right. How right. they put like a something from an older movie a Easter egg. Yeah. Stuff. So. That but was even though, like, sometimes they've been known to show the next movie. Yeah, like movie. something is like, like, in some form or fashion is... Like an up, they did the Toy Story 3 bear was yeah, in it. Yeah, was in it, yeah. Little in-jokes there and whatnot. But uh, in the real world, again, this was July 21st, 1989. And speaking of Mel Blanc, and actually, <clears throat> while we were talking about voice actors, uh, on July 3rd, Jim Backus passed away, who he's the voice of Mr. Magoo and uh, the millionaire Island, on Gilligan's yeah. Island. And then on July 10th, 1989, Mel Blanc passed away. Sandy. Yeah. So uh, 11 days before this movie. And then, you know, uh, it's all, there's always that rule of three when somebody famous dies. Here's a perfect example. July 3rd, Jim Backus. July 10th, Mel Blanc. The day after Mel Blanc dies, Sir Laurence Olivier mm-hmm. dies. So rule of three mm-hmm. applies. Uh, and... uh this was interesting too because I, I realized this was I didn't think this was this soon or early so to speak uh, but on July 17, 1989 the uh, stealth bomber the B-2 Spirit stealth bomber uh, had its first flight most likely Area 51 then making everybody think that there were aliens mm. at Area 51 <laughs> uh, and oh uh, I got one more little tidbit of trivia anyway but uh, on July 18th uh, three days before this movie came out uh, actress Rebecca Schaefer was murdered by an obsessed fan which then led to strict stalking laws in the state of California so, hmm. which I guess have since helped, helped prevent numerous celebrities that you wish were dead actually be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Just poking fun at you rich people uh, and everything. But uh, score-wise, Daniel? You give it about 6-8. Really? Yeah. I didn't even think about what I'd give it to. Like, I literally just said that. So let me, let me ponder for a minute. I'd give it an 8. eight. Uh, I'll say 8.5. I mean, being my, if I, to say That's it's my generous. favorite romantic comedy... <laughs> yeah. I would watch this again, like right now. Like if it was on, I would. It's not a Shawshank, but I would watch. I watch Shawshank. I'd watch it mm-hmm. again. I like it. Not enough to, you know. Oh, it's like one of my favorite ever. But it, if I had to pick, it'd probably be my favorite romantic comedy. So mm-hmm. that's justified of every other, every other romantic comedy is like a six or a two. Yeah, still, I go with my six eight. That's fine. Feels good. We know your scale is skewed. Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, of course, I mean, this is my <clears throat> decade. I, everything's. We need to do something bad. We need, to like, you, we need that, to like line up that's some your puppy, bad baby. movies. That's your puppy. So we'll do some bad movies so we we stop getting some uh your sixes and sevens and mine eight my eight and nines. We'll get some bad stuff going. Yeah. We did we had a Jaws, the Revenge, and that was pretty low. That might have been our lowest. My lowest, perhaps. I have to go back and look. Uh but anyway, uh that's our score. So let's go back to the future from the eighties, and I was gonna talk about today tying in Actually, in a sense, two other shows on the Awesome Podcast Network. I want to talk about the recently released Spider-Man Hero Clicks. Oh. So, uh, set just came out. crowd out there. And I'm taking a break. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take another Dr. Pepper, Daniel, while you're up. Uh, But yeah, uh, all those who are fans of Duo Attack on Awesome Podcast Network, uh, they uh, talk about Hero Clicks when they actually get around to doing an episode. Which is not a bash, it's just life gets in the way sometimes. But yeah, the new Spider-Man set just came out, and Jesse, you just got... A case today and yeah, got well, some first really off, good stuff. Uh, Heroclix is a um, oh, yeah. tabletop game based on superheroes from Marvel, DC, and other various universes such as Halo and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, new uh, Spider-Man set called Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I kind of like it. It kind of has a monster theme and yeah, sub theme in there, so that's gonna be fun. I mean, I've yet to play a lot of it, but I think uh, I'm expecting good things. Oh, me too. Uh, I just, I mean, Spider-Man's one of probably my top five heroes of all time, I would say. Uh, when I was initially collecting comics, I, would co- I collected uh, Spider-Man, X-Men, and Batman. So, yeah. I mean, that's, like, that, I mean, there, there's my top five right there. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Batman, Wolverine, and some other X-Men I'd have to think about. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so Spider-Man's always been one of my, as a cherished hero part of, yeah. uh, I mean, in fact... Uh, because this set was coming out, I went back and got some graphic novels, some of Spider-Man's classic stuff from the 80s, like the Sinister Six and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've been rereading them just because getting back in touch with that mentality uh, and then being able to go and then live out some of the battles from the comics on tabletop. Oh, yeah. In a sense. And like you said, they also have the monster sub thing, which is another one of my favorite genres, horror movies. And they have like Dracula and Frankenstein. So it's, it's really cool. And you're going to be busy with getting Spider-Man because there's like... I mean, twelve or like 15 every or chase, and then the 
super rare, and then like the three base number ones. Yeah. It's ridiculous. There's like a ton of them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not it's crazy cool. about the morphing thing, but we'll see. I mean, if you had every one of them, it might be cool. And you would have to have like a uh, wealth of knowledge in your mind to like what know what to, to go to. to. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It's but, too much. <laughs> yeah, some people are gonna do it. Somebody, Somebody might will. show up at Worlds and be like, "Yeah, this is my team." It's like I know how to switch them. <laughs> Immediately, every turn. No, this All one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he just dominates because he knows back and forth. Yeah, but uh, if you into uh, Hero Clicks, definitely check out uh, that new set. It's really awesome, especially because uh, me and J- J- uh, Jesse's been playing a little bit longer than I have. But we're both still relatively new, in a sense, to the game. And this was the first set that I personally was just really excited, like truly excited for, mm-hmm. because it was Spider Man and it's classic. Well. There is a classic version of Spider-Man, so to speak, in his regular outfit. But then there's like the classic villains, like uh, um, Moon Knight's in it too, one of my favorite heroes. Yeah. And then uh, like Hobgoblin and uh, Shocker, Rhino, all the classic Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. Because Spider-Man has better villains than any other comic character, I promise you. <laughs> I always wanted to. I, wanted, I need to debate somebody on that. I wish I need to talk to Cliff Newman and be like, dude, I know, so, you probably yeah. think. I, I bet you think Batman is the best villain of all time, right? He's like, yeah, of course. Okay, let's debate. Here we go. Let's go. Ding, 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 ding. Round one. But oh, anyway. man, that'd be a deep... Uh, <laughs> is there a winner? <laughs> you know? I think so, and it's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's just... As far as villains So diverse. Go, as rogues galleries go. But, uh... Yeah, if you want to learn more about Heroclix, uh, you could search Duotac on iTunes or Stitcher. A lot of, uh... There's they, all the episodes are still up there, so definitely oh, uh, yeah, yeah. give them a listen. It's a good. I started playing almost, I guess, almost right before, or maybe right as that was actually being started. So yeah. that taught me a lot about the game and got me more interested into it. And just it's just a lot of fun. It's it's chess with superheroes. If you don't have yeah. any clue what we're talking about, so if you like chess, Daniel, and you like superheroes, yeah, sort of Daniel, <laughs> you should play Hero Clicks. Give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, if you like having friends. That, no. <laughs> they don't want to play a virtual video game, play something face-to-face and all that. But, uh, yeah, we. Uh, so that's it for Back to the Future. Uh, now let's see. We do get a couple emails to go over real quick. And then also we do have a winner for our contest, which winner. I'll let Chicken Daniel dinner. go into. But uh, we got an email from – this was uh, actually from January. I didn't get, get it in our, our Back to the Future group because we recorded all those in one day. But it's from Kim Green. She says, uh, I really enjoy, hi guys, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. It really gets me through my day, especially at work. I hope you guys do some more John Hughes films, which we do plan on doing. I also wanted to mention a few episodes won't download on iTunes. Uh, I really, uh, keep up the awesome work, guys. She lists some of the episodes, which uh, I tried them today. They downloaded for me, uh, and they work always on Stitcher. They said they don't work? Yeah. The download? The download. Uh, Hmm. She said, uh, the first Back to the Future, the Hard Lethal Weapon, uh, and the Fly. Which, like I said, I'm not yeah. sure what the reason for that is. They work fine for me, so yeah, they work fine for me. Too. Uh, I'm just honestly, I, uh, and I did respond to her email, and hopefully, this episode is downloading for us, so she can hear this. But uh, Stitcher is really awesome to listen to them, uh, yeah, the, the podcast streaming. app. And uh, actually, the Fly one didn't download for me at first when it first came out, mm-hmm. but on my iPhone, it downloaded directly from my, to my iPhone. Which yeah. I hope, I mean, if you have an iPhone, that's great. But if you don't, uh, mm-hmm. but Stitcher's there. Stitcher's really awesome. I know it's app. It's on. Uh, all the smartphones and everything. So, uh, if you have any trouble downloading any of them, you know those are other available options that you can go to to get your hopefully your '80s revisited fix that you just can't live without and you just gotta get it in. <laughs> but then also, uh, our good friend Christopher Tufa emailed me. Uh, what day was that? Uh, last week on the seventh. Uh, of course, you might remember him. We plugged him on a previous episode where he does all the '80s artwork. Yeah. And everything, some really cool stuff. But uh, he he sent in this in. Hey guys, I was listening to your podcast again today, and I thought you might like this new project I'm starting. I'm collecting stories from people all over the world about their memories of playing with toys and offering it as a free ebook. I would love to do it. I would love it if any of you would I'd love to do it. Yeah, we give you permission to do it, Chris. No, but I would love to do, I would. Get through I would, it. Get through it. Let me compose myself. I would love it if any of you would you like to read? submit something. All the details are here if you're interested. And uh, I'll po- post this address on the Awesome Podcast site if anybody's interested. But I'll read it to you now in case you're That's in front of your computer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, ctupa.com slash blog slash question mark P equals 1729. Oh like my I said, God. I'll post that on the, <laughs> oh on the Facebook God. page so you can uh, read it. And he says, thank you and have a wonderful day. And uh, 
also just to plug his site too, it's just ctupa, C-T-U-P-A.com with all of his artwork and all there and uh, stuff on it. So definitely give it a shot. But uh, I, as I told him today in email that I'd be sending him something. So if you guys want to send something, cool. I'll uh, forward it over to you. But uh, the contest which we had going on, where's my sheet with the winner? Okay. Stack sure. of papers. Uh, a lot to go through today, man. <laughs> it's exciting here at the APN studio. But, uh, yeah, we had a contest going on where we uh, suggest we wanted to get suggestions for whomever, uh, a new segment, and whoever could propose the best new segment that would be a good fit for the show, we would reward their genius and their offering of giving us this idea for free with a copy of Prestige Edition Modern Warfare 3 for PlayStation 3. And we have, a, I think, a pretty clear winner. Did yeah. I win? <laughs> Jesse, I told um, you last week, uh, <laughs> employees of the Awesome Podcast Network and their spouses and significant others cannot be... Can, are ineligible. For the oh. This person, this person who won, has a fantastic name, by the way. <laughs> All right, go guy, ahead, Dan. Take it away. The guy who's won, his name is Daniel, and I hope I can get the last name right. Gieselman. Hope I got it right. Uh, he sent his email. Yay! Says, "Love the show. Great to listen on the long drive to work. My suggestion for a new topic would be Daniel's wheelhouse, eighty sports for around the time Daniel's of the movie wheelhouse. release, or something significant in the year. So, that's what we're gonna do." Daniel Daniel's Gieselman wheelhouse is the winner. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I think it was. I like. I personally think that was a. When I read that, I was like, that that has to be. That's like a really good suggestion. And also, we appreciate Daniel, the Daniel, what's his last name? Gieselman. Gieselman, yeah. uh, for listening. Possibly uh, because <laughs> only a true listener, a true fan, would know that Dan, Daniel's love for sports. That's true. You have to go back to our early episodes for all that dialogue. So we had to be a listener from early on. So we thank you, Daniel, for listening. And we thank you for your great suggestion. And now, without any further ado, the first installment <laughs> of Daniel's Wheelhouse. You're making this too much. <laughs> but um, the first one, when Harry Met Sally came out on July 21st, 1989, one significant sporting event that happened at that moment was Mike Tyson. When he was in his prime, he uh, knocked out a dude by the name of Carl the Truth Williams. True. And Wait a second. Well, this is true. That's the same dude? No, I'm thinking. The Truth, he got parodied. I'll tell you about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carl Williams at 133 of round one. So he basically came out First there for a minute and a half. I'm, no telling how much this guy got paid to get knocked out, <laughs> which I would do if you've paid me enough. And I know that's probably happened to some, oh, yeah. some of I'm Tyson's sure. opponents. Um, this guy was... Carl the Truth William was parodied on Living Color. Okay. He was the, Carl the Tooth. The tooth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he actually, he wasn't a bad fighter. He, I think he beat Larry Holmes at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got dominated by Tyson. He, some of his notable fights, he, he lost to Larry Holmes, Tim Witherspoon, Tommy Morrison, who was no, the Tommy Rocky, Gun. Rocky Five. Yeah. yeah. Tommy uh, the Machine Gun. Frank Bruno, mm-hmm. and he won against Burt Coop and uh, Trevor Burbick or whatever. But was that a title fight? The one where he fought Tyson? Or was that just like a... Or do you know? Um, I don't think so. No, no. In a battle for the Undisputed Heavyweight oh, Championship. Okay. So yeah. it was a title fight. <laughs> First round knockout to Tyson in 1989. Was a devastating defeat to Williams. Uh, kind of changed his career a little bit. They he retired. <laughs> yeah, he finished normally... If you start losing a lot, you're not gonna yeah. have. You're gonna yeah. retire. Yeah. You're not gonna have a good record. He he finished with a thirty and ten, which isn't the best for boxing. When you win a, th- you know, I mean, in almost anything yeah. else, that's a great record. Yeah. But boxing, <laughs> anyway, uh, kind of hurt his career a little bit, and he retired in '97. So it was a little bit after before he retired, but I guess it was kind of one of those. He sort of yeah. became like that, that wash up. Yeah, and now, now like it's that. time to. His star is falling. And yeah. getting faster and faster. But I love In Living Color, and oh, that was Jamie Foxx. That was a good skit. Um, <laughs> I'll even tie I'll even tie that into Harry Met Sally, because they had an episode where he was in court, yeah. and he made he references homie. the uh, a few clown. good men line. Oh yeah, you can't you handle, can't handle the tooth. They, they had a lot of them. Uh, you can. Rob Reiner directed a few good men. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, that's what you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. They had another one I just had in my head, but now I can't think of it. Anyway, that's anyway. your very first Daniel's Wheelhouse. Awesome. What is what is the Wheelhouse? What is what is that? Like, Daniel's... I mean, because he suggested Wheelhouse. What does that mean? I mean, is that just... Something you're just like... Something you're an expert in. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. I've heard that term before, and I've honestly just never assumed or thought to actually think what it meant. And that adequately describes Daniel in the realm of sports. 
So awesome suggestion, listener Daniel. Thank you, Daniel Gieselman. <laughs> Hopefully, we pronounced that what right does he win five again? times. Prestige Edition Modern Warfare Three, which uh, I'm going to send you an email as well in case uh, as uh, tomorrow morning, just to get your address and everything. We'll send it out to you. ASAP priority mail, my friend. Two to three days delivery time, guaranteed by our friends at the USPS. So, there you go. All right, guys. Anything else about Harry Met Sally, my friends? Any final final thoughts? Final no. thoughts? Nope. Kind of hard for me to talk like Chris. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not good at doing voice. Gotcha. All right. Till next <laughs> time, everybody. But don't forget, we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which there are two other podcasts, which, although in hiatus, so to speak, they're still there. All the episodes are still there. There's over 30 episodes of The Great Geekly Dose, which is hosted by TV... Uh, <laughs> Teven, Teven, uh, Ridgewater, and Sin. That'll take Sin. Okay, never mind. <laughs> anyway, Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Ocentelli. Uh, just for everybody who listens to both our show and theirs, Stephen, uh, and uh, what's the other guy with? Stephen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, bo- they both got to Seattle okay. I mean, they, they made yeah, the move yeah, okay. Yeah. They made it all the way from, drove all the way from here to uh, Seattle. No hitches, according to Facebook and everything. So they got there safe. Thank God for that. And uh, Twice, yeah. Yep, and then uh, Tim's still doing fine. So uh, also be sure to check him out on Facebook uh, as well to see what he's – keep up with him. And also there's sort of the other podcast. Which I mentioned earlier, so yeah. you guys, yeah, do it. <laughs> but Daniel likes saying that. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but again, if you need to reach us, everybody, with any questions, comments, hate mail, or death threats, death threats it's 80srevisited at gmail.com. <laughs> No apostrophe between the zero and the S. And on Facebook at Awesome Podcast Network and Twitter at Awesome Podcasts. So until next time, everybody, in which we will be doing one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely probably in the top five, maybe even top three. Damn. Not counting trilogies. Whole trilogies. Uh, But, of course, The Princess Bride. So tune in next week. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Have a great time. And until next time, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sanangelo. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! Oh, excuse Uh-huh. Oh! Kiss your significant other, people. I'll have what he's having. The Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.